It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers proved without a doubt that the NL Central is going to be won by one of these two teams over the weekend. What's up? My name is Jeff Carr. He is Chuck Freeman alongside me. We are the hosts of Lockdown Reds and Lockdown Brewers. You are listening to a Lockdown crossover because we are your team every single day. And uh, both of us have been watching our teams for as long as we can remember. And when it comes to the Brewers, this is an old hat. They are right there in the competitive zone, the, 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 the driver's seat, or at least right there next to the driver's seat when it comes to the NL Central. And for the Reds, this is not something that we're used to. This is something that um, this team has surprised just about everybody. I mean, I, I've been one of the more optimistic proponents for the Cincinnati Reds over the years, but not even I could see this coming. And this, the series leading into the All-Star break is just evident of the war that the final six games of the season between these two teams will be over the next week and a half. By the way, before we really get into all of this, thank you so much for checking us out, making us your first listen every single day uh, when you're talking about Lockdown Reds and Lockdown Brewers because we have you covered every single day. And, and do you agree with that, Chuck? Do you think that this is a two-team race for the NL Central? Oh, absolutely. Um, at one point, I thought St. Louis, and you never want to count the Cardinals. Remember what happened yep. in 2011? They you know, came roaring back. But... Uh, you know, for a while, I'll be honest, throughout the most of the beginning of the season, I thought it would be a Brewers and Cardinals. And I, and I said even, don't worry about the Reds. Don't worry about the Cardinals. Or don't worry about the Pirates. Don't worry about the Cubs. A little that I know that you guys had Dela Cruz waiting to spring on us, and we got a glimpse of him this weekend, and, oh, boy, we got a problem here. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be a two-team race. Even the LH said after the game on Sunday, uh, again, the Brewers won one nothing. You know, Jeff, they said, yeah, Oof. it's going to be back and forth all season long between us and those boys from Cincinnati. I, I, I really thought at the beginning of this season that I was going to like the idea of a uh, more balanced schedule and, and getting to play every single team at least once and, and, and getting to see all the different clubs. And I do like that idea, but I also hate the fact that we're playing, uh, what is it, five less games, seven, six less games here between these two ball clubs because the Reds and Brewers, and, and while the, the Brewers are looking pretty good here in these last, what is it now, 13 games, I think they are uh, 10 and 3. Overall, something like that. Um, you know, they're they're on their best run since way back early in April. But yeah, see, I, they... I I like the the fact because we got the Atlanta Braves twice this month, <laughs> home there and here. So I like the fact there's some variety because I feel like Jeff in past seasons, all we saw were the Cincinnati Reds and Milwaukee Brewers, <laughs> Brewers and Pirates. I feel like we were always oh, where are the Brewers playing this weekend. Oh, they're down at Synergy Field playing the Reds. Again, we just got that play, these guys. Well, now we're oh, playing yeah. you guys again this weekend. But I, I wish – now, I think schedule makers probably didn't think that our two teams were going to be competing for a division title. So they didn't look at it that way when the schedule was made and we're done with each other here in a couple of weeks at the end of July. 
Yeah, because I think the Reds are loaded with the Pirates uh, for the final stretch of the season. I think there's some games against the Cardinals, a lot of games against the Cardinals as well. But just the way that these two games really played out, even the first game that the Brewers had a hold of for pretty much most of the game, and then the Reds were able to at least make it dramatic there in the final inning, I think it has shown that the Reds aren't going to be that team that just kind of shows up to the ballpark and gets run over at the very least. And if not, it shows Milwaukee because I, I know that they played the final series before Ellie De La Cruz was called up there against the Dodgers uh, back in June. So this was their first three games against them. And, Overall, like, yes, Ellie is the biggest reason why the Reds are here, but there's so many other players on this roster that have really fed the success of this team. And, and, and I mean, you guys saw Alexis Diaz looked very good on Saturday, really starting to get the, you know, the full extension on his pitches. He's really finishing, uh, really doing a good job with his fastball and his slider because there for a little bit, I thought fatigue was going to settle in and it was really going to derail the rest of the season. But I think that he kind of got a little bit of a second win there. So when you look forward from a Brewers perspective at the Reds, uh, what are you kind of thinking for these final six games? Well, the one thing is, how are the Brewers? Now, the Brewers' strength is their pitching staff, yes. and the red strength, I mean, you guys can hit with the best of them. Now, in these the two Brewer wins, the Brewers shut down their offense a little bit, shut them out on Sunday, and then you, know, you guys made that run in the ninth inning, and I don't think you know, it was a 7-1, to one, and the Brewers didn't want to go to their closer, Williams, there, but they had to walk the guy, Stenzel, who hit the home run the previous day. I thought, oh, boy, here he come, bases loaded. And they got them look, they, they struck him out and, you know, that was it. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be the Brewer pitching staff against that, those bats, those electrifying bats that the Reds have, because yeah, you know, your team, they can put up the offense. Now the question I have with your team, do they have enough starting pitching to get the job done? Yeah, that's us. We don't have enough offense. We have the starting pitching. <laughs> we we just got a bunch of guys written 204 in the lineup. <laughs> so <laughs> you pick your poison there. You know what I'm saying? So you combine these two teams, we probably win the National League. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. like, oh like, yeah, we got the 27 Yankees, man. <laughs> yeah. No, because, I mean, that that Bruce, man, I mean, even, you know, Elvis Peguero, who he was the guy that was on the mound, and we're going to talk about Ellie De La Cruz here in a little bit, but he was on the mound for Ellie stealing home, but he, looked, he was nails on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Everybody that touched the mound for the Brewers was nails on Sunday. And just overall, I, I think that, for the Reds to catch up to that pitching staff, they've got to get Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo back healthy. But the biggest question is going to be, what are they going to do with Andrew Abbott later on in the season? Because there's rumors of them thinking about, you know, either limiting him or shutting him down totally, a la, you know, Steven Strasburg back in the day. And if that's the case, are they going to go out and trade for a rental arm. I don't see them going out and getting a guy like Eduardo Rodriguez or, or getting a guy like Shane Bieber and, and signing him to a long-term deal because the guys that they have in this roster right now that are going to fill out the pitching staff in the future for years to come are going to be here. And I don't think you need to add another arm to that, but mm -hmm. they do need something to kind of tie them over because as baseball would tell you two guys coming off of the injured list is not a guarantee that both of them are going to 
come back healthy and ready to go. One of them probably is still going to have a setback or something like that. So they need to be a little bit prepared on the front office side of things for this. Um, can Graham Ashcraft continue his resurgence? Because this starting rotation for the better part of a month. And yeah, I know they had an amazing winning streak in this month, but you know, for the better part of a month was Andrew Abbott and a bunch of guys that you just hope at least give you four or five innings. So your bullpen didn't get gassed every single day. So I, I think moving forward, uh, David Bell has done an amazing job of managing the bullpen to this point, but he's not going to be able to be captain hook uh, you know, for the rest of the season and manage the final half of the year. Like every game is game seven of the world series. Uh, the Brewers have used 50 players uh, between the minors oh, wow. and the roster, 50 players. And that's the, they're kind of, there've been philosophies in the last 10 years. It, they, they look at it as a whole organizational thing. You know, they're always DFAing guys and bringing guys back and signing guys and a guy, they may sign a guy and he might be gone a week later. So that's the Brewers. You know, they use their, Farm system. If you, well, if you watch your transition uh, transactions, they're always sending guys down and bringing guys up. A guy could come up and pitch for an inning, uh, and then well, they'll send them back down to the Nashville, and then they'll call somebody up, and and it's just constantly, just the the roster is always turning over. Like I said, fifty guys. Now with you guys, I'll be curious to see how Abbott is going to be in his next start because mm-hmm. that was the first time, at least, and you see him more than I do, Jeff. That's the first time I've seen him really put in a different position. A situation. They ambushed him. They came out and hit him. They put him in an uncomfortable spot, and he had been pitching so well. He gave his first major league loss. You know, let's let's see how Abbott is his next time out. When he, which one of those games is he starting this week? And I assume he's going to be starting one of those games against the Brewers. I think they're probably going to reshuffle the rotation. I think he would probably start Friday night's game. Okay. Um, okay. But you're right. I mean, that was his first real, like, get rocked moment. Welcome mm-hmm. to the big leagues type deal. Because up until that point, everything had been roses for him. So yeah. you're right. I mean, it's not about, you know, how much success you can have whenever you're a rookie. It's also what happens when you fall because it's baseball. You're going to fall at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, do you get back up quickly? So I, I'm interested, too, because you're right. I mean, it's going to come against the same lineup that did it to him already. So can he figure something else out. That's going to be interesting to watch. But I tell you this, you mentioned, we mentioned Ellie De La Cruz, but you also mentioned guys hitting 204. And I'm going to tell you in a moment why there's one of those dudes coming into this, coming into the past series who was hitting 204 that Red Strand should not pay attention to his batting average because it's going to be higher at the end of a series whenever these two teams get together. The summer heat has settled in and you want a pair of shorts that impress while feeling great. That's where bird dogs come in. Bird dogs make you look good. They are stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit like a dream. Bird dogs invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. You can seriously go from the couch to the golf course to a night out all with the same pair of bird dogs on. These are the most comfortable pair of shorts I have ever owned. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on to enter the promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. 
And if you can't be at the ballpark, uh, like so many people will not be able to, you can catch the hometown broadcast for both the Brewers and the Reds on the SiriusXM app. Just download the SXM app and search Brewers or Reds. But thanks as always for making Lockdown Brewers and Lockdown Reds your first listen every single day. You are listening to a Lockdown crossover here. Uh, Chuck Freeman and I are breaking down the the series that led into the All-Star break while also looking ahead to the series after the All-Star break. But uh, Chuck, it's to me, and and I think that I, I know where you might take your angle for an impressive red, but I know this about Willie Adamas. Whatever his batting average is at the beginning of a series with the Reds, it's going to be higher at the end of it because he just seems to have the Reds number. And I don't know if uh, he and Bill Hall have had long conversations. I will always remember (laughs) Bill Hall as the biggest Reds killer. I know there's a lot of guys that are on this list, but Bill Hall is really high up on this list. And I think that whatever he used to do to the Reds, he has somehow imparted (laughs) to Willie Adamas because Willie Adamas just murders Reds pitching. Yeah, Adamas is in the contract year too, uh, but yeah. he, you know, he's hit the home runs and he was very big in the first two games of, of that series. Uh, but yeah, he um, he's been slumping, and, and people are wondering is he putting pressure on himself? The Brewers are not showing any indication of giving him a contract extension, and there was some thought would they trade him at the deadline if uh, you know the Brewers weren't in the race. But even if they weren't in the race, how, how can you trade a guy who's batting 202? It's astounding. He's not this bad. He's just having a bad year. Yeah. I mean, Thomas is, he was key uh, in 2021 20, uh, when they got him in May. They turned their season right around, won the division, eventually lost to the Braves. Um, but, yeah, he he's a guy who can, who can really get after it. Um, he's just struggling. I'm hoping that, you know, he gets back out of the all-star break refreshed and ready to go. With you guys, man, there's so many guys. Joey Votto is really, I thought he was on the downside of his career. <laughs> I did. I really did. And you and I talked about him last week. But the right. way he turned on that pitch on Saturday, uh, 4-1, and I know it's Colin Ray pitching, uh, um, you know, one of their lesser starters, but he turned, he crushed it. And I thought, man, Joey Votto is he has maybe he's got some juice left in that bat yet. So Man. I think getting him and we were talking last week how he's bats you know he bats fifth or sixth in the order, but that guy could still be a middle of the order type of hitter. We we were saying all throughout spring training and and even throughout the off season, you know, he was going through the surgery and he was doing the rehab and all this other stuff for the torn labrum and the torn bicep, and we're like he's going to come mm-hmm. back and win Player of the Year, or, or not? I mean, comeback Player of the Year, and. He might not necessarily do that, but he is still proving to everyone that you cannot doubt him. You cannot expect him to just go away. Because, I mean, after 2019, after 2018 and 2019, we were really thinking, what's going on here? And then, you know, the shortened season 2020, the first half of that, he was just continuing those struggles. And it's just like, man, is this just who he is? Then he flips a switch in 2020 and 2021 looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the the injury really kind of derailed him in 2022. And now that he's back healthy, you see that power. And he has definitely turned off the part of his like 
hitter brain where you like you remember in like years past like 2016 2017 he just didn't strike out mm-hmm. he's okay with striking out a little bit more now and you saw that on the final pitch of Sunday's game whenever Devin Williams and that that airbender and the fact that it was like bouncing in the dirt but Joey had already swung through it uh he's he's a little bit more aggressive at the plate now but because of that you see all that power and that home run came at a very important point because down four one after having lost the way that they did on Friday, you're kind of thinking, boy, is are the mm-hmm. Reds about to get swept out of this series? And with one swing, Joey was just like, hold on a minute. And yeah. then that was such a key, such a key hit for him. Yeah. And, and then, you know, Brewers came back, took a five, four lead Reds tied it up. And then they boat raced the Brewers, yeah. the rest of the game, you know, the El, De La Cruz play, the, the, stealing <laughs> the three bases on two pitches. And the thing about that, my kid who was playing a little league tournament this weekend, uh, 12 years old, now is he wants a De La Cruz jersey. He wants. To, yeah. I said I don't. I don't know. We're gonna get one of those. So now I got to be on the search for a De La. Are they on sale in Cincinnati? I think. I think a couple of people have them. Okay. Uh, they, they on back order. I think you can get them in December. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, wait, wait, I, when he was you know, the head first slide in the home plate, um, and still, uh, I mean, that was that was the thing. That was the thing of beauty, and it was hey. I hated to see that. It was embarrassing to our team, the Milwaukee Brewers. But I'm telling you, there were people who looked at that at Brewer fans and said, wow. <laughs> how, well, makes... did a guy, how did a rookie, Jeff, how did a rookie right. come in and pull off such a veteran move? I mean, oh yeah, what, an, what a heads a play that is. And this is a guy who's only in his first month of baseball. What's this guy going to be like when he gets some seasoning under him? I... I cannot wait. And, and, and like every day, it's like, I can't wait to watch this dude play. And mm-hmm. I feel like, and, and you know this because you, you watch all the Brewers games and there's probably moments in a Brewers game where you see a possible advantage for a base runner. And you're like, why don't they take that? Why don't, mm-hmm. why don't they do that? Why don't they take that extra base? Ellie is that guy. Ellie is the guy that takes that extra base. He is the guy that, that sees the opportunity and, I mean, it was obvious the defensive shift was on. They, that was what they were going to do for Jake Fraley. So Brian Anderson was just seeding third base. But even when he did that, and, and I, I think that a lot of people saw Ellie kind of like get up, you know, take his helmet off, fix his hair, put his helmet back on, almost as if he was like strategically doing something there. Mm-hmm. But they asked him in the post game, they're like, so was that like part of your plan? He's like, nah, just like one of my dreads were caught in my helmet. I needed to get it unstuck it was very uncomfortable it was like yeah so i think he just plays the game he just rolls with the game and and as many people that have ever watched a baseball game and looked and said why doesn't he just go he did that and and elvis peguero you know he's walking back to the mound he's he's probably psyching himself up for the first pitch thinking man jake fraley cannot put this ball in play because ellie de la cruz is going to score and then he doesn't even get a chance to throw that pitch it's just it's so wild to me, and I've, I've watched the highlight a bunch of different ways, whether it be the television call or the radio call, and it's just like that moment is such a rare moment in baseball, too, that I think that it takes everyone by surprise, even even more so. And I think that's why everyone's first question to him was, were you surprised yourself that you were able to do that? And he's just like, I'm always looking for the next opportunity. Well, he saw something because in that situation – Piguero probably didn't realize he, he no timeout. He didn't call time. He, had he called timeout, 
you know, or he, and Dela Cruz not going anywhere, but there was no time all called. He just casually walked back to the mound and didn't think anything of it. And Dela Cruz had it in his mind. I don't know if this was something he had pre-planned or thought that he would always try, but he did it. I haven't seen that play ever done in all the thousands of games I've ever seen. So that was incredible. Thank God it did not come in a postseason game or a game where it would have cost us a better because man, I would I would have a different, I would be breaking, I'd be breaking bobbleheads. That's what I do. I break bobbleheads. I'd be breaking bobbleheads, Jeff. No, I wouldn't blame. I mean, if if our positions were switched, if that was Yelich that did it, I mean, mm-hmm. I I was there for the second Yelich cycle, so like I know it's like, dude, you just yeah. sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the guy on the other side. So that that was one of those moments. I and the most uh, coolest, lukewarmest take. This isn't a hot take at all. Uh, Ellie's gonna do it again for to somebody. It's it's gonna be to somebody. I, well, and I can't wait to see that. I, I'd be surprised because they, you would think that everybody would be on alert now. Hey, right. He did it once, <laughs> and uh, if not Ellie, you think somebody else in the game will try that? Somebody's got to watch. Like I, I mean, even watch him in would? the home run derby. Randy Arazarena mm-hmm. could be a guy that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, Yelich has always been an amazing uh, base runner. I could mm-hmm. see him probably doing that to somebody. So. Uh, that's it's something that I think not a lot of baseball players think about. Like there's probably part of their brain that just thinks, Oh yeah, he probably called time there, but you're right. Like he, Ellie had the presence of mind to know that that didn't happen. So it's, it's wild, but I tell, I I know this, you have a wild question for me and it's a wild question because I don't know what's coming. It is about the all-star game. It's about the all-star game and how major league baseball wasted an opportunity here in the next couple of days wasted a major opportunity we are going to get to that here in just a moment before we do though i want to tell you about another one of spon- or another one of our sponsors here today because this show is brought to you in part by better help whether you're dealing with decisions centered around career relationship or anything else therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. We all need a little bit of help every now and then. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Seriously, therapy is something that I believe everyone should give a chance to because I believe that everyone needs someone to talk to. And and you may be in a situation where, you know, you don't want to talk to anybody, but BetterHelp can be there for you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB. And remember, if you cannot be down at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds and Brewers hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds or Brewers. And thanks again for checking out today's Locked On Reds, Locked On Brewers crossover. For more coverage of our two teams in between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow Chuck at Chuck Freeman on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs because Jeff with two Fs was taken. Uh, And that's where you will see our in-between episode takes. Well, 
I know this. I have been very intrigued to hear this question because I was told in our show prep by Chuck Freeman that he had a very interesting all-star question for me. Let's hear. All right. Major League Baseball, we all love baseball, but sometimes, more often than not, they trip on themselves. A missed opportunity, and it involves your guy. I told you earlier in the show, my 12-year-old was talking about Dela Cruz. He wants a Dela Cruz jersey. I can't imagine he is the only 12-year-old who is in love with this kid, okay? Your guy, all right? But Major League Baseball, how do you not, at, in some form, I know he's been here for a month, okay, break the rules, put yep. him somewhere, where, showcase this kid. He's the hot property, okay? He's the hot property. Shohei's not in the game, okay? He's a he is a pop property too. But Ellie is the is the man right now. Take advantage of when you know when the coals are hot. Strike. Have Ellie Dela Cruz somewhere at the All Star game. Show him in a home run. I don't care if it's a home run hitting contest, a base stealing contest. Introduce him. Whatever you got to get his face on TV. Tuesday night, since you missed probably the opportunity Monday night. I didn't watch the home run derby, but you got to – Jeff, right? I mean, come on, Rob Manfred, what are you no, doing? Get I that agree. star out there. I think – and it's interesting because he was extended an invitation to be in Monday night's home run derby, and he turned it down. And part of it was, you know, he talked it over. So his agent is Scott Boris. He talked it over with his agent, and he talked mm -hmm. about, you know, uh, you're going to go straight from Milwaukee to Seattle. You're going to participate in the Derby. You're going to be super sore for a couple of days, and then you're going to get right back into the season. So do you want to spend this as like a break? Do you want to continue to develop and, and, and be there with your team and stuff, or do you want to go to the Derby? And ultimately – Ellie decided not to go to the Derby, but he said if he were invited to the All-Star game, the answer would be different. And I agree with you. And I think that this is just a, another strike and we're on strike 233,000 <laughs> <that's> uh, with, <laughs> with the league's inability to market itself. It just has no idea yeah, what to do with its stars. And I totally get it. If he doesn't want to be in the home run hitting contest, or the home run derby. I always call it the home run hitting contest. The home run derby. Um, I get that. You know, some guys don't want to be in that. And I I get the ramifications and all that. But, you know, make an exception. Get him on that all-star team. Yeah. Somehow, if he wants to. Because, again, he's your he's your next star. Yeah. Get his, you know, he wants. It'd be great for him. It'd be great for the game. It'd be great for a small market baseball for a change. You know, if he was with New York Yankees, they'd probably bring him out there. <laughs> yeah. No, let's let's let, let's market this guy. And he's your guy. He's in our division. Major League Baseball fumbled the football once again because they should have this guy present in the All-Star game in some form, even if he's just on the bench. Well, and it's a fun game, right? It's an exhibition yeah. game. It's all about entertainment. We're not nothing, talking about nothing on the line. Right. There's nothing on the line. I mean, yeah. let's let's just have fun with it. And yes. I feel like there needs to be a different way. And I, I, I like the fan aspect of it, and it doesn't need to be completely washed away in all of this. But there needs to be something else that helps pick all-star teams in general mm -hmm. because it's very easy for the average year. I understand that the Kansas City Royals stuffed the ballot box one year. That doesn't happen very often. In fact, it likely never happens again. 
like I, I know that the Rangers can get a couple of people in there and things like that, but for the most part, the all-star game comes from L.A., Chicago, and mm-hmm. New York. That's where you see the players come from, and I feel like it's just such a easy shot in the foot that the league needs to fix this because Ellie De La Cruz needs to be in the all-star game. And I, I firmly believe that Ellie and, and Matt McLean is another guy. He's not got the star power or anything like that, but he's a guy that many Reds fans believed had a real good shot to make it Spencer steer as well. Like these are guys that by merit are going to be in the conversation year in and year out. But if you constantly make it, about Mm -hmm. largest fan bases and biggest media markets and all this other stuff, then you're going to constantly have the same cast of characters in this all-star game. And I feel like they've, they've got to fix that somehow. And I don't necessarily have the answers. I'm more of an idea guy here. I'm not the, uh, not the, uh, you know, uh, planner. I'm the, Hey, there's a problem. Let's, uh, fix it. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. You know, again, this mentality, as I was telling you last week, this mentality of Major League Baseball wants to run out the same teams. Sunday night baseball. If the Yankees and the Red Sox are playing a weekend series, you know it's going to be ESPN Sunday night game. It's going to be on the Fox game on Saturday afternoon. It's just same, you know, you can predict who's going to be on there. You know, when the last time the Brewers were on Sunday night baseball, I can't even I can't even remember the last time they were on Sunday night baseball Same from us, AmFam yeah. Field. Why yeah. are they doing this? And and you know the Brewers have been in the playoffs like five of the last six years or something like that. Still, they can't touch Sunday night baseball. And I'm not yeah. saying that's you know it's not like Monday night football or Sunday night football, but still, it's it's the lone game on a Sunday night. Get and I you think, know get to get some different teams involved and with Cincinnati too you know I you guys are never on there, and that's why if you tell someone on the coasts on the east of the west coast mm-hmm. that the NL Central is a two team race between and they would be like well the Cardinals are one of them like, no they're not even close it's between yeah. the Reds and the Brewers this year because when anyone thinks baseball in the heartland they think the Cardinals because that's the only team in Central America and Middle America baseball mm-hmm. that is ever featured on some sort of national uh, broadcast. They don't go to Milwaukee. They don't go to Minnesota. They don't go to Cincinnati. They don't go to Cleveland. They don't go to mm-hmm. Kansas City or anything like that. And sure, you can talk about, you know, well, some of those teams have been a little bit rough, but Milwaukee playoff team year in and year out. Minnesota has been pretty good for three or four years. I know they had a rough year. Uh, I think it was last season, but I mean, 2021, they were pretty good. 2020, they were pretty good and they're looking pretty good. AL central wise again this year. So I, I, I think that that's part of this issue. And I think that, you know, Ellie De La Cruz not being in the all-star game is a part of that. And it is definitely something that the league should look for mm-hmm. in future years because there's going to be more and more stars coming up through the minor leagues because that's the beauty of the minor leagues. You always have the next star on the way up, but it feels as though once they make it to the major leagues, they just nobody knows how to market them, and it's no. really unfortunate. And if Major League Baseball really feels they want 10 teams, then, uh, I mean, I'll say this tongue-in-cheek, Get rid of Cincinnati. Get rid of Milwaukee. Get rid of Minnesota. You know, if you don't want to market those teams, you don't want to. If you just want us to just fall and die for the uh, the bigger <laughs> markets, okay. You know, I just feel like that's the <laughs> Well, I mean, like even like like 
I bet if you listen to national talk shows, oh, Shohei Tani's not in this all-star game, but where is he going to end up? Why are the Angels going to trade him? I mean, he's yeah, playing. Is Los he going to go to the Mets, the Dodgers, yeah, or the Yankees? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, the Angels. They, you know, they're Los Angeles, but they are pretty kind of. They're, they're they're the one kind of big market team that flies under. They're they're like a small market. You never hear much yeah. of the Angels, but still, yeah. And you know, I, I'm sure there's some talk shows. Oh yeah, Ellie Dela Cruz. Boy, wouldn't he look good in a Red Sox uniform someday? Yeah, that's the thing. Like I've seen a lot of people say, well, sleeper Red Sox could be. I'm like, it's not a sleeper if it's one no. of the teams on the coast. Stop yeah. calling them sleepers. Yeah. Uh, no. But yes, but I think that was the opportunity. Yes, yeah. they're missing the opportunity because there's plenty of good baseball in Middle America. Yes. Brewers, Reds, absolutely proving that this year. And we got three awesome games coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at Great American Ballpark. And if you can't be at Great American Ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds and Brewers hometown broadcast on Sirius XM. Just download the SXM app, search the word Reds or Brewers. And thanks for checking out our Locked On crossover between Locked On Reds and Locked On Brewers. Uh, Chuck and I are going to be all over your favorite teams <laughs> as we move through the trade deadline, as we figure out what our teams are going to do. That's going to be a topic on a future crossover between the Reds and Locked On Reds and Locked On Brewers because we still got a few more games to play yep. yet. But as we move forward, you can count on us to be Locked On Reds and Locked On Brewers every single day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.